Before we begin, content warning, today's episode contains a mention of sexual assault involved in the myth of Orion the Hunter. Welcome back, everyone. It's Reina's POV. I couldn't be happier. We're in San Juan, so stick around. Welcome back, everyone. It's Reina. Thank God. As we did last week, Martha, before we dive into this delicious POV, would you like to let us know your thoughts on Reina? I would love to. I feel like up until last year, I didn't like her. And I think that was just because I was so like invested into Seven. But mm-hmm. now I think she's like the most relatable character. And I wish <laughs> that she had her own book because I just feel like I need to know more about her and how she thinks. And I feel like she just deserves more hype. Or maybe I just haven't been giving her the hype that she deserves this whole time. I think she does deserve more hype overall. Yes. From our little corner of the internet, I don't think she gets nearly enough hype that I get to see on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Unfortunate that her POV falls in this book that people consider to be like one of the worst books. So maybe that's part of the reason. But yeah, this is the Raina Nico standalone book. So (laughs) let's dive in. Want to let us know where we last left off, Carter? Yes. So immediately preceding this, we had Piper's POV, as you might remember, which involved various introspections and sort of emotional conversations, as well as a fight in the Temple of Fear against the giant Mimas. But more relevant to us, the previous POV we had was with Nico in Portugal, where we were A, reuniting with Hades, finding out who the hunter is, it's Orion, and also fending off some werewolves as we just escaped out into the Atlantic, which is where we are now. Uh, Nico shadow jumped them from Portugal onto a cruise ship where they had an off-screen rest, and now we have jumped into San Juan, Puerto Rico, where Reina's from, so this is a little bit stressful. She's keeping it together, though. She's really keeping it together. She's like, hmm, I'm not happy about this, but I'm going to stay calm. (laughs) Check out our surroundings. As usual, once Nico shadow jumps, he needs to rest. This is page 214. She glanced at Nico. Despite the warm night, he shivered on the tile floor. She pulled a blanket out of her pack and covered him up. Reina no longer felt self-conscious about wanting to protect him. For better or worse, they shared a connection now. Each time they shadow-traveled, his exhaustion and torment washed over her, and she understood him a little better. Nico was devastatingly alone. He'd lost his big sister, Bianca. He'd pushed away all other demigods who tried to get close to him. His experiences at Camp Half-Blood in the labyrinth, and in Tartarus had left him scarred, afraid to trust anyone. Once they completed their mission, if they completed their mission, Reyna would make sure Nico was recognized for his bravery. She slipped off her backpack. She tried to place it under Nico's head as a makeshift pillow, but her fingers passed right through him as though he were a shadow. Gasp! Uh-oh! That's not good. That's spirited away realness. Mm-mm. Or rather, not realness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What a what a delightful passage. One more time. Can we get this line? Raina no longer felt self-conscious about wanting to protect him. That just... oh. He'd lost his big sister, Bianca. She thinks about that. She yeah. thinks about how he used to have an older sister in his life. 
I'm going to cry. <laughs> she knows that she can never replace Bianca, but she still wants to be there for him, which I think is just adorable. It really is this like selfless love. She doesn't compare herself to Bianca even a little bit. She mm-hmm. just sees that in him, that that is something that he used to have and that he lacks that now and that that is a big part of his pain. Mm-hmm. And so she's not going to feel self-conscious about putting a blanket on him while he sleeps and like being worried about him and caring for him. Because she understands him. Also, how old is she? Like, I don't, I don't have an idea. We 16, think she's I think. sixteen. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and Nico's like fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, and yeah. Percy and Annabeth are seventeen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I always thought she was like older. In my mind, I think of her as like Luke age compared to the rest of them. Like being. I way do older. too. She's just mature. She's just capable of things. <laughs> <laughs> and we've referred to her as being very old on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's where I got it. Because <laughs> we're projecting onto her. She's like old woman energy in a yeah. good way. Soul. Yeah. Yeah. Just exhaustion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And we forgot to mention this, but they did land in the middle of a restaurant in San Juan. There's some little clues as Reina's checking out the premises. She sees that the restaurant is supposedly closed for a private party. HTK are the initials. And she thinks, why do I know that? Seems suspicious. Where do we know those initials from? And because she's stressed out about being in San Juan, but she doesn't quite know why they're there right now, she tries to think about her positive memories. (laughs) I didn't type out this quote, but it is really sweet. It made me a little emo. It's just this little paragraph about the humidity and the birds and the frogs and the smell of flowers. And the coffee. The coffee and the smell of the magnolias and the breeze. And it definitely made me homesick. There's also a specific <laughs> reference. Speaking of homesickness, did you see this? There's a reference to the cookie frogs in this. Yeah. Because they're actually native to Puerto Rico. <laughs> Which is funny because they are in an invasive species. They're an invasive in species in Hawaii <laughs> that everyone hates and they kind of ruin everything. But also, like, if that's part of where you're from, I, I can see how you would, you know have positive associations with that <laughs> go off good for them oh also nico's aviator jacket got shredded in the last shadow jump rip seems like character development seems like we're growing that was a real one though we lost a a real one mm-hmm. also think about her yeah but yeah. maybe it's time to like let go of our past and let our ghosts die maybe <laughs> but we see they get kidnapped long story short <laughs> but not before we see a rush of silver and we think silver there's only one group of gals in the galaxy that be rocking silver oh so exciting we know her yeah they get trank darted but reina wakes up assumedly sooner than they intended for her to by her kidnappers and she's on some like total black widow shit here she is like evaluating the room based on the sound of the echoes she's like oh it's gonna be small and there's like cement and brick and there's only one person approaching and while she is still like tied up to a chair, manages to tackle the person who enters into the room after she wakes up. And I should we just read it? <laughs> should we just read the re-entrance of her, ladies and gentlemen? Her. She surged upward, spinning so the chair legs smashed against her captor's body. The force broke the chair. Her captor fell with a painful grunt. Shouts from the corridor. More footsteps. Raina shook the cloth sack off her head. She dropped into a backward roll, pulling her bound hands under her legs so her arms were in front of her. Her captor, a teen girl in gray camouflage, lay dazed on the floor, a knife at her belt. Raina grabbed the knife and straddled her, pressing the blade against her captor's throat. Three more girls crowded the doorway. Two drew knives. A third knocked an arrow in her bow. For a moment, everyone froze. 
her hostage's cardioid artery pulsed under the blade. Wisely, the girl made no attempt to move. Raina ran scenarios on how she could overcome the three in the doorway. All of them wore grey camouflage t-shirts, faded black jeans, black athletic shoes, and utility belts, like they were going camping, or hiking, or hunting. You're the Hunters of Artemis, Raina realized. Take it easy, said the girl with the bow. Her ginger hair was shaved on the sides, long on top. She had the build of a professional wrestler. You've got the wrong impression. The girl on the floor exhaled, but Raina knew that trick, trying to loosen an enemy's hold. Raina pressed the knife tighter against the girl's throat. You've got the wrong impression, Raina said. If you think you can attack me and take me captive, where are my friends? Unharmed right where you left them, the ginger girl promised. Look, it's three to one and your hands are tied. You're right, Raina growled. Get another six of you in here and it might be a fair fight. I demand to see your lieutenant, Talia Grace. The ginger girl blinked. Her comrades gripped their knives uneasily. On the floor, Raina's hostage began to shake. Raina thought she might be having a fit. Then she realized the girl was laughing. Something funny? Raina asked. The girl's voice was a gravelly whisper. Jason told me you were good. He didn't say how good. Raina focused more carefully on her hostage. The girl looked about 16 with choppy black hair and startling blue eyes. Across her forehead glinted a circlet of silver. You're Talia? And I'd be happy to explain, Talia said, if you'd kindly not cut my throat. Iconic. <laughs> we don't talk underappreciated. We do not talk about this scene enough, ever. I can like feel the energy in the room. It's like I'm there. It's just so good. It is so good. We haven't seen Talia since. When did we last see Talia? In last year. Last year was the last time she met up with Jason in Colorado or something. Like, oh yeah, and she was like, "Bye." <laughs> she and the hunters like helped them to kill the werewolves, and then she was like, "By the way, Jason, here's I guess some information about our mother." I didn't know you're still alive. Bye. Yeah, yeah they're really <laughs> half siblings. They're not close at all. But this is so wonderful. I've missed her so much. Raina and Talia really is a serve. Two queens. Mm-hmm. Not power. just two queens. <laughs> Turns out literally every single queen all together <laughs> to maximize their group slay because the hunters are working with the Amazons. So. <gasps> They're all back. It's the collab we've all been waiting for. The collab mm-hmm. of the century. It's like those Disney Channel episodes. It would be like Hannah Montana with like Sweet Life of Zack and Cody and then like Crossover episode. Yes, the crossover. <laughs> crossover episode. Apparently, always they've been kind of c- communicating with one another, the hunters and the Amazons. If the hunters come across a girl who doesn't want to be a maiden forever, they'll send her the Amazons and vice versa, which is a wonderful collective coalition that they have going on here. But apparently ever since Gaia woke, they've been working extra closely together because all of the monsters that have been stirring need to be slain. So the hunters and the Amazons have been working on that. Um, this is one of my favorite quotes, maybe from all of Heroes of Olympus. Reyna had always thought of Jason as an all-American boy. Talia looked more like the girl who robbed all-American boys at knife point in an alley. Slay! <laughs> Rob him! <laughs> Rob him at knife point! <laughs> it also says immediately before this, I love the descriptions we get of Talia's clothing because Talia only wears graphic tees. And yes! Queen shit! 25 queen graphic tees from Hot shit. Topic! <laughs> Her graphic tee here says, Punk is not dead, you are. Gasp. Wow. Rage against the machine. I missed her! I missed her. Just to date the release of this episode a little bit, 
we're recording this, I think, like, two days or so after they just announced the Las Vegas <laughs> reunion when of, we like, every festival. single punk figure. <laughs> mm-hmm. With also Lil Huddy. Lil Huddy's gonna be there, too. Yeah. Randomly. <laughs> I was so pleased to see that Paramore was listed as, like, co-headliner for this. You know, like, that really could have gone any number of ways. Yeah. Pulled through. It's, like, My Chemical Romance and Paramore. It's not, like, Fall yeah. Boy or All American Re- Anyway. And MC is like, only on the top because they're doing a reunion <laughs> tour at the same time. Mm-hmm. Just, just saying, putting it out there. Um, anyway, anyway, Punk is not dead. You are. That's the, that's the whole takeaway on that. <laughs> <laughs> the Amazons apparently have had really high security ever since last month. A girl named Hazel Levesque stole a horse. Work, <laughs> work. But they're all like really like all the hunters and Amazons are like. It was cool though, like excellent technique, right? Am I right? Should we get her? Which just reminded me of how badly they wanted Hazel to join them, and she didn't, and now she's dating Frank. So <laughs> you win some, you lose some. <laughs> they really lost that one. <laughs> Although that was the Amazon, so she always could have just brought Frank along and stuck him in an orange jumpsuit. <laughs> Is that where he belongs? <laughs> Think about how useful his shape-shifting powers would be to the Amazon conglomerate. <laughs> oh gosh, this part killed me. Polly is like, well, we only took you, Reyna, and we left Nico and Hedge back with the statue, which Phoebe, who will remember from Titan's Curse, covered with like a camouflage netting, so it's invisible. They took care of everything, basically. And they left a note saying, I owe you one Roman praetor. She will be returned safely. Sit tight, otherwise you will be killed. XOX, the Hunters of Artemis. <laughs> and all I was thinking was that this is going to be so painful for Nico and low-key triggering because of the <laughs> fact that his sister <laughs> ran off with the Hunters of Artemis and then died and that is, like, one of his foundational traumas. One of his many foundational traumas. I highly forget all the time that, like, Nico is not maximizing his joint slay with the Hunters of Artemis. Like, they have bad no. <laughs> Gay men and lesbians. No one's inviting each other to each other's parties. <laughs> it's rough. It's rough. I felt really bad. There's a little bit of a mention of it, I think, in Nico's POV next time. We'll take a look at it. But yeah. If we'll remember, who is the queen of the Amazons? Hilla. <laughs> who is 22 years old which made me think yikes i'm 22 years old <laughs> yeah why aren't you running the amazons you're behind eric <laughs> i'm not jeff bezos a and b i'm old as dirt because Hilla's is like the oldest character we've had other than gleason in books does anyone need a Hilla son of neptune quick reminder of that whole situation so Hilla is the queen of the Amazons. She and Reyna are sisters who split up after they were forced low-key by Percy and Annabeth to evacuate Cersei's island compound. Hilla, as queen of the Amazons, the last thing we saw her do was continually defeat the original queen of the Amazons, whose name I'm blanking on right now, who was trying to work for Gaia. And because she was on Gaia's side, could continually regenerate herself. She could come back to life every day and challenge Hilla in a fight to the death again for control of the Amazons. Hilla, though, successfully defeats her twice, hence the title Hilla Twice Kill, and then goes to help the Romans defeat Pifirian and his army at New Rome. And that was, I believe, the last time we saw Hilla, right? Yep. Martha, were you like a Hunters of Artemis girl? Um, I was not a huge Hunters of Artemis fan, but I do like the Amazons. I don't know, I think that they have... A little bit more to offer to me. I don't know. I think they're just cooler. And I love world domination. Exactly. And he's like, (laughs) like the hunters could just be working a little harder to dominate the world. I think. 
but <laughs> true. I think that um, Talia is just great. I like Talia better than Hilla. I just think the entity of the hunters is not as cool as the Amazons. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So this is this is their big sisterly reunion. It's kind of a big deal because we've seen Hilla, but Raina has not seen Hilla since they left Cersei's Island around six years ago, five years ago. That's a big deal. Raina reads Hilla a bit for filth for like reinventing herself. She's like, Hilla used to be like a girly girl in Cersei's Island and now she's like the queen of the Amazons. Okay, aesthetic shift, but (laughs) good for her because if you change your identity so much, then you don't stay in one place, then maybe the ghosts won't catch up to you. What are these ghosts we keep referring to? I guess we'll find out should we revisit orion he honestly scared me so bad and he still does yeah they did bring reyna here for bait so that they could ambush him theoretically pilla says orion is a problem unlike the other giants orion has been walking the earth for centuries he takes a special interest in killing amazons or hunters or any female who dares to be strong reyna goes why would he want that a ripple of dread seemed to pass through the girls around her hilla looked at phoebe do you want to explain you were there the hunter's smile faded. In the ancient times, Orion joined the hunters. He was Lady Artemis's best friend. He had no rivals at the bow, except for the goddess herself and perhaps her brother Apollo. Rana shivered. Phoebe looked no older than 14, to think she knew Orion three or four thousand years ago. What went wrong? she asked. Phoebe's ears reddened. Orion crossed the line. He fell in love with Artemis. Hilla sniffed. Always happens with men. They promise friendship. They promise to treat you as an equal. In the end, all they want is to possess you. Phoebe picked at her thumbnail. Behind her, the other two hunters, Naomi and Selin, shifted <laughs> uneasily. <laughs> Lady Artemis rebuffed him, of course, Phoebe said. Orion became bitter. He started going on longer and longer trips by himself in the wilderness. Finally, I'm not sure what happened. When the Artemis came back to camp and told us Orion had been killed, she refused to speak of it. Hilla frowned, which accentuated the white scar across her brow. Whatever the case, when Orion rose again from Tartarus, he was Artemis's bitterest enemy. No one can hate you with more intensity than someone who used to love you. This is scary to me. Um, Genuinely terrifying. I don't even know what Rick was on when he was like, let me introduce in the final book of my series a big scary man who wants to murder women because they're women. It scares me now. I'm like He's like literally a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> they promise you friendship, they promise to treat you as an equal in the end all they want is to possess you. Rick, what Ooh. were you doing? <laughs> I didn't oh, need that. Whoa. <laughs> I wish we just had so much more content of the hunters and the Amazons because everything they say is such gospel. <laughs> but yeah, Reina Reina's very understanding of the fact that they used her for bait. She's like, oh, please don't develop a guilty conscience now. It's a good plan. How do we proceed? Um, <laughs> despite being a bit of an anti-capitalist queen, because she's like, uh, Hilla, you're just trying to dominate the world with Amazon and like run small businesses out. And Hilla's just like, and what about it? It really like these two sisters <laughs> they do are not so miss a beat. <laughs> so tender. But basically, I think they're kind of planning on letting Raina leave because the plan seems to be working. They give her all this like magical camping gear a la Deathly Hollows Part 1 to help her and Hedge and Nico out as they continue their journey. But unfortunately, oh shit, it's not an ambush. It's a massacre. Orion knew about their silly little plan, shows up and starts slaughtering hunters and Amazons. People are dying. It's really scary. (laughs) And they just have to run, basically. It's so intense. 
It's really scary. I kind of forgot before this that it's been a long time since we've had named characters, even if they're not characters we've spent that much time with. But, you know, like people who are established as individuals die. Right? Like even in the last sections where we've had battles, what, the son of Neptune was the last time? In that battle, like, I don't think we actually even saw anybody yeah. die, right? Like, it's Obviously, been a long Bob time. Obviously, Bob and Damison sacrificed themselves, but that was a very specific... It was very specific. It was different. And those were, like, yeah, like, ancient primordial yeah. beings, right? Whereas in this case, some of them have been alive for centuries, kind of. But, like, basically, we have, like, Teen girls young girls being, yeah. being slaughtered killed. In, on their home turf. Without even being able to put up a fight because they get sneak attacked by Orion. It's scary. Hilla drags Reyna through a trap door as they're trying to run away. And the trap door ends up leading into their old house. Which maybe we think isn't a big deal, but Reyna is really mad about it. Because something bad happened in this house. And we don't know the full details about it, but it's going to involve some ghosts. And it's probably why they ran away from home in the first place. And they have a bit of an argument. Reyna's like, why did you buy this place? Why are you here? And Hilla says, I was tired of running from the past, Reyna. I decided to reclaim it, which Reyna is not vibing with. Reyna de- mm-hmm. <laughs> Reyna is like, you can't learn anything from ghosts. That is something she is standing by. That could be the title of this episode. You know, this is really important to her. You're not going to learn anything. Let's shed off that aviator jacket and move forward. But they can't keep having this conversation about the past versus processing your trauma because... Orion shows up. Orion face-off time. Does someone want to read his scary, scary villain entrance? Reyna felt personally offended. She had worked up an image of Orion as a towering, ugly demon, even worse than Polybides, the giant who had attacked Camp Jupiter. Instead, Orion could have passed for human, a tall, muscular, handsome human. His skin was the color of wheat toast. His dark hair was undercut, swept into spikes on top. With his black leather breeches and jerkin, his hunting knife, and his bow and quiver, he might have been Robin Hood's evil, better-looking brother. Only his eyes ruined the image. At first glance, he appeared to be wearing military night vision goggles. Then, Reyna realized they weren't goggles. They were the work of Hephaestus, bronze mechanical eyes embedded in the giant's sockets. Focusing rings spun and clicked as he regarded Reyna. Targeting lasers flashed red to green. Reyna got the uncomfortable impression he was seeing much more than her form, her heat signature, her heart rate, her level of fear. At his side, he held a black composite bow almost as fancy as his eyes. Multiple strings ran through a series of pulleys that looked like miniature steam train wheels. The grip was polished bronze, studded with dials and buttons. He had no arrow knocked. He made no threatening moves. He smiled so dazzlingly that it was hard to remember he was an enemy someone who'd killed at least half a dozen hunters and Amazons to get here. I'm scared. And like the image that he's just like standing there smiling, but it's so intense and scary. Yeah, they plunge into now a very scary, stressful conversation where it's almost like he's trying to convince Reyna of his side, but to what end? Because we know that he's going to kill her. It's like he has to do his evil villain speech. It's sadism. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to read a bit of this very frightening stuff. Ah, the young praetor. I admit, I've been curious. Before I slay you, perhaps you'll enlighten me. Why would a child of Rome go to such lengths to help the Greeks? You have forfeited your rank, abandoned your legion, made yourself an outlaw. And for what? Jason Grace scorned you. Percy Jackson refused you. Haven't you been 
what's the word? Dumped enough? And his ears buzzed. She recalled Aphrodite's warning two years ago in Charleston. You will not find love where you wish or where you hope. No demigod shall heal your heart. She was forced to meet the giant's gaze. I don't define myself by the boys who may or may not like me. Brave words, the giant's smile was infuriating. But you are no different from the Amazons or the Hunters or Artemis herself. You speak of strength and independence. As soon as you face a man of true prowess, your confidence crumbles. You feel threatened by my dominance and how it attracts you. So you run or you surrender or you die. I'm sorry. I literally got the ink reading that. I really thought I almost couldn't do it. Straight from the incel blogs. Literally. Except for that he like thinks that he bagged Artemis. So he has this like huge ego. And oh my God, he is. This is the scariest thing that's ever been put into one of these books. I firmly stand by it. And I feel like it's because he's almost like a realistic villain. Like the fact that people like him actually exist just makes it so much worse. Yes, especially for these past few books. He's like one of the few villains who has had an actual perspective and personality and connection to a specific form of, you know, like violence that people experience in life. Terrifying, viscerally chilling. Yeah, this terrifying sadistic face-off continues and he really wants Rana to, quote, embrace her past no matter how bitter or dark. But like she was just saying to Hilla, she's like, no, I'm not going to do that, period. You can't learn anything from ghosts. This isn't the past that I claim. This is something that happened to me and it wasn't my fault. This is not my home and we are nothing alike. And you think that would be the moment it's like the triumphant launch into battle, but it's not because he comes back at her again and he says, you cling to the fantasy that you can make your enemies love you. You cannot, Reyna. There is no love for you at Camp Half-Blood. It hurts me. It's like, I feel like Reyna in that moment. I'm like, he's talking to me. He's really harping on this. This really turns into a back and forth between Reyna and Orion about who is never loved to a greater degree. Yeah. But also with threats of murder surrounding it. Yeah. And basically the only thing that stops it is that he's like, you know, I could have killed you at any moment, but where's the statue? Because the plan worked, actually, and they did lure him away from the statue by bringing Reyna here. There's also a fascinating allusion to Orion's past romance in here, which is important context that is often left out of popular retellings of the Orion myth. We mentioned it last time, which is that the reason why Orion was blinded was as an act of revenge because he raped the first woman that he was into she was like a princess and that's why he had to go and voyage out to get eyes made by Hephaestus was because that princess's father had him blinded I'll put a content warning at the start of this episode so that we yes I was gonna say that is not exactly how it's referenced in the book but I think there are allusions to violence and it clearly is consistent with the way that the character is written here that his whole mo historically in the myths is about perpetuating violence against women perpetuating violence seeking dominance i feel like it's interesting that rick kind of walks this line of like he has to stay somewhat true to the myths but also he's writing like like a kid's book Mm -hmm. so it's like how to like balance being honest about like who orion actually is versus like still making it digestible for like younger readers at least for me when i was younger i guess i just like glazed over this part but i feel like now that i'm older i'm like wait I'm like wait a damn minute like this is really intense stuff yeah I think he did a very successful job at representing this terrifying mythological figure in this book 
as an equally terrifying figure, but still making it something that middle schoolers can read. Mm -hmm. But it turns out it's the fact that Nico and Hedge are still alive that gives Reyna the strength to fight back against Orion in this moment and say, Phoebe outsmarted you by tracking me. You lost the statue. Now my friends are free to continue their mission. Already planning on sacrificing herself. <laughs> Orion curled his lip. Oh, I will find them, Praetor, after I deal with you. Then I suppose, Reyna said, we will have to deal with you first. That is my sister, Hilla <laughs> said proudly. Together they charged. The strength of sisterhood in the face of male violence. Can we take a moment? And not just the sisterhood of Reyna and Hilla, but also Nico and Hedge are involved in there too. Honestly, squad goals. I feel like they're my favorite grouping of everybody. <laughs> I honestly love, and not just because it's in Reyna and Nico's POVs, but I love the Nico, Hedge, Reyna sections. Just because like Hedge kind of lets them mind their own business and Nico and Reyna kind of take care of everything and Hedge's random skills really come in handy in all their little villages that they pop into. He's actually useful in this book. So it's yeah. kind of weird, but good. Exactly. The smoothies that he makes and the Eggo waffles and whatever else. <laughs> yeah. It's helpful. Okay, yeah, that led us into the actual fight between Hilla and Reyna against Orion. Would you say it's, like, going okay? Like, they're surviving. Considering that he has slain, we presume to be large numbers of women already today yeah. in the last few minutes, Hilla and Reyna are holding their own, and we think that it's all over when Orion is about to unleash an arrow headed straight for Hilla. But what does Hilla do? Oh, this is a sick moment. She fucking catches the arrow that in her hand can you believe that in her hand that's some daredevil i'm, I'm a really good lawyer this. it's wait have you guys both seen spider-man no oh well our listeners <laughs> are you talking about the newest that. one yes spoilers for <laughs> spider-man no way home it's when matt murdoch catches the brick and goes i'm a really good lawyer wait 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 wait, wait, wait. this is matt murdoch as in did I just the spoil Matt that Murdoch? for you? <laughs> Wait, is it the same? Okay, is it the same actor who's the, the Netflix series reprising the role? It's Charlie Cox. Wait, wait, okay. Are the other Netflix people back too then? Is Jessica Jones back? We don't know. We don't know. God damn it. Did you see that there's some like leaked lists of like the cast for the um new strange Wanda one? Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, and she's gonna murder everyone. But like some of those are like including like a whole bunch. X-Men. Like, X-Men or Fantastic Four. And yet none of those include Jessica. I, we need her back. I want I want more Jessica Jones content. Speaking of like terrifying male villains, like that was yeah. really hard to watch, but like excellent TV. The reason that I haven't watched it is because a villain is just like a very scary manipulative man with like scary manipulative man powers. And I just don't want to watch yeah. that. <laughs> but I have watched all of Daredevil. No, because like I watched Jessica Jones before Daredevil and it like really like anti-prepared me in the sense that daredevil he like so rarely loses he's just like on his shed he just like goes like ethnic group by ethnic group defeating people defeating the all end, the ethnic whites of new york city <laughs> no he also does japanese and chinese people lest we forget that like the elderly mandarin speaking woman is an alien running the heroin tray that he also defeats in one episode yeah and the ninjas yeah that scene really hurt me. Um, anyway, Jessica Jones is not like that because she's basically just in deep, deep suffering and trauma and not making any progress the entire time until she finally defeats him. But like, anyway, wow, really that was such cool. a tangent. It's fine. <laughs> no, but the point being that Hilla catches an arrow with her fist. <laughs> <laughs> On her queen shit, honestly. 
I'm trying to remember how this ends. It ends with Nico and Hedge coming in. Yeah. Nico is able to take advantage of distraction and opening provided by Hela and Reyna and then cuts Orion's bow up, which is pretty sick and important and gives them, in combination with everything else, the opportunity to get away. <laughs> when Talia shows up with Hedge and Nico, they're both wearing tropical shirts which was a big tumblr moment um back in the day <laughs> adorable uh, would someone like to read the end of this chapter sure behind her the second story balconies of her family house were crowded with glowing figures a man with a forked beard and rusted conquistador armor another bearded man in 18th century pirate clothes his shirt peppered with gunshot holes a lady in a bloody nightgown a U.S. Navy captain in his dress whites, and a dozen more Raina knew from her childhood, all of them glaring at her accusingly, their voices whispering in her mind, traitor, murderer. No, Raina felt like she was ten years old again. She wanted to curl up in the corner of her room and press her hands over her ears to stop the whispering. Nico took her arm. Raina, who are they? What do they- I can't, she pleaded. I- I can't. She'd spent so many years building a dam inside her to hold back the fear. Now it broke. Her strength washed away. It's all right. Nico gazed up at the balconies. The ghosts disappeared, but Reyna knew they weren't really gone. They were never really gone. We'll get you out of here, Nico promised. Let's move. Talia took Reyna's other arm. The four of them ran for the restaurant and the Athena Parthenos. Behind them, Reyna heard Orion roaring in pain, Greek fire exploding. And in her mind, the voices still whispered, murderer, traitor, you can never flee your crime. What? What happened? <laughs> Are you okay, Reyna? Um, she's not okay. Mm -mm. But whatever she did, I may support women's rights, but I also support women's wrongs. So <laughs> I do not support the glorification of murder. I do support the empowerment of women. <laughs> As Stephanie Germanotta said. Lady Gaga quote. That is me waiting to find out who Reyna murdered. <laughs> we will find out in Nico's coming POV the details of Reyna's dark past, the ghost of her past. So space now for some thoughts. What an intense section. Damn, yeah. Mm -hmm. Shit got real. Yeah, it, it wasn't just the PTSD of being back in her home where something terrible happened it also had to be a murderer slaughtering women before our very eyes and telling you no one will ever love you she just could not catch a break the entire pov it was just thing after thing after thing after thing you really said you've been dumped twice not even dumped he's like oh like you asked a boy out and he said no no one will ever love you question mark like damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i really find this question for Reyna of whether or not she's going to quote let the past die and not learn from her ghosts or face the past and embrace it to be very complex and wonderful especially given her relationship to Nico and their like parallel lines through mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. and Nico's journey of letting the past go um or not <laughs> being surrounded by ghosts but having to learn how to let go of his own ghosts yeah, there are many ways in which it's very appropriate for the two of them to be together. But I'm very excited for them to go particularly on the ghost journey of Reyna's past together. Because could you imagine a more appropriate set of people for this? Surely I cannot. Mm -mm. It makes me wonder like what their relationship was like when Nico would just like go to Camp Jupiter like before all this stuff. Like I would just wonder how they used to interact back then. 
Yeah, and she has a like she's like, "Oh, she always respected Nico." Like, and she respected him even more <laughs> when she found out he was a double agent. <laughs> 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 well, hopefully no one has nightmares about Orion. <laughs> I'm really sorry we had to talk about that today, but I guess it's good writing cuz I feel really emotionally <laughs> affected by this. Martha, want to plug your socials for us again and also anything else that you would like to plug? Sure. Um, follow me on Instagram. I have a little bookstagram account. My username is at booksmarty. Post some fun things. Yeah. We really appreciate you taking time out of your semester to come and be here with us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Next week? I have no idea what's going to happen. Maybe Carter won't have strep throat anymore. And <laughs> we'll see you guys there.